Welcome to the Bureau Briefing. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors. They are amazing. Thank you to MailChimp. If you need a marketing platform, MailChimp is so much more than just email. They help you with Facebook ads, with Google ads. You just got to check them out. And the way that you can slice and dice the campaigns, it's beautiful. 10,000 feet. You know, if you need insights into your projects and your people, 10,000 feet is the resourcing tool that can help you with that. And also gather content. Content is always the thing that drags every project down. But when you use gather content, you can get a handle on it. And now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Bureau Briefing, a podcast by the Bureau of Digital, an organization devoted to giving digital professionals the support system they never had. Each episode, we're going to talk to a member of our community doing awesome, inspiring things. Now for your host, Carl Smith. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bureau Briefing. You know, it's, it's that time of year where things start to change a little bit. Um, you know, maybe your neighbors start to put up lights. You're starting to think about the Christmas party, but there's a bigger issue. And that's how much money are we allowed to spend on stuff we might not need and call it a tax break. And that's why I'm excited to have here today, the director of tax services, and that's his title because he told me, of Summit CPA, Mr. Dave Danik. How's it going, Dave? Hi, Carl. Uh, Everything's going well. Busy time of year over here because... All of your listeners are starting to call their tax accounts to figure out what's going on. So how many, uh, how many 4K TVs can you buy and uh, call it a tax break? Uh, I think that's a pretty easy one, a lot. Um, just make sure they're in your office. That is a dedicated space for productivity, and then you're good to go. Okay. What if you're a distributed employee? Uh, once can again... Just- 4K TV is great. Um, you know, just put it someplace that's not where your kids are playing the Xbox. What about the PS4? Okay, I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> so, I'm glad that we have you on the show. As I may have just uh, displayed, a lot of times shops aren't really sure what to do. And I've gotten so much different feedback and you know, you were at Owner Summit last year. You were hilarious in the way that you distributed the information, but it was great content. And it was in a way that everybody could understand. So I thought, let's get you back on the show and let's really talk about what we need to get done between now and the end of the year. And also, what do we need to do before it's tax time? So when you're talking with uh, your clients, like what are some of the things you tell them to be working on between now and the end of the year? Yeah, sure. There's a there's a ton of tried and true tax tips that still apply this year, uh, even though there was the big scary tax law change. Um, right. It, it, you bring up the PS4 and the Xbox and the 4K TV, and and this is this happens a lot. Um, and I'm saying go ahead and pay for those and get it done before the end of year to get the to get the deduction. Um, but I always give this other warning to say. Look, at, I'd rather you have five grand in your pocket than five grand worth of a TV that you didn't need. Um, right. So, you know, I, I always try to just say, 
you know, text breaks are great, but only buy it if you're going to use it. Um, and if you have a perfectly good TV already, um, keep the money and invest it back into your company. Um, right, so mom. I know, I know it's lame, um, but uh, that's sometimes what I get paid to do. Um, well, no, it, so many companies, I think, start off the next year kind of in the hole because they had an accountant who told them, spend everything you can. I, I used to have that accountant and it was a lot of fun until payroll that first that's payroll right. of the next year. And you're like, oh crap, yeah. <laughs> who wants a nice TV? Well, it's a, well, it's an easy thing for a tax accountant to say, do this and I'll save you X amount of dollars. And then it really comes across as we're providing some value of paying less in tax. But at the same time, you know, I want to be an advocate for the client to say, let's watch out for payroll next month as well. Um, right. Yeah, but no, a lot of but a lot of the rules of like accelerating deductions and deferring your income, uh, especially if you're this cash basis taxpayer, still applies um, even with the new tax law. So um, yeah, if you know you're going to, you know, have these capital needs next year for a team, or you're going to be hiring four people and you need to buy some uh, hardware, yeah, go do it, uh, and then you might as well take advantage while you can. Now, what about, I know some shops, uh, and I used to do this, we would have clients that were looking to unload budgets mm. and they would want to prepay for work that hadn't necessarily come in yet. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice dance between, uh, you know, between the two parties because, uh, the other side of accelerating deductions is deferring your income. So that's, right. that's the fancy way of keeping checks in the desk for the past three weeks of the year and saying you're on vacation yes. and, then, and then depositing them on January 2nd. Um, so that, uh, well, okay. I'll just say, yes, that is still a way to do it. Uh, but now a lot of people are paying electronically. Um, you know, so that's true. You know, we don't see many paper checks anymore. So it is a dance. Um, but we always talk about, Hey, Maybe delay sending the invoice as late as you can, especially if you know the customer is such a fast payer that maybe uh, it'll take a while to, uh, you know, at least get through the system. Um, yeah. We had a client, uh, a big healthcare client, and they wanted, uh, we, they rushed us through this estimate and I told them I was going to double it because I was nervous and they said they didn't care mm -hmm. and um, because we were billing actual. So basically invoice them close to $200,000 and just figured that we would, when we got the check, we'd hold on to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, they called somebody at the company. Um, it wasn't me and, uh, just got wiring information just right. And I didn't know this. And then on December 31st, <laughs> we got a $200,000 deposit and then you're and like, I was like 35 <laughs> i worked so hard and it was uh ah, whatever yeah. what about um but what about that like if if a shop has been down and they're trying to kind of kickstart the year if you know that you're not going to have a lot in taxes is that something that's cool to do to just try to pre-sell services yes i i think that's a that's a fine strategy, um, especially if you need to get cash flow in the door. Um, and, and really, now is a good time to do it, at least, and I say now in terms of 2018. 
Um, mm-hmm. I have a feeling most of the listeners here are going to realize a tax benefit from the new tax law. So, okay. you know, um, I probably would have had a different answer at the end of last year when tax rates were maybe 10 or 15% higher than they are today. So, um, but again, this is where uh, lame tax accountant, you know, client advocate comes into play. I said, look, if you have a chance to sign a great contract, just take the cash. Uh, we'll, we'll plan accordingly. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here thinking about um, other things that you know you're going to do the next year. I mean, ultimately you're just, it's just kind of a shell game, right? I mean, if, if you spend more money now, but you're still going to get taxed on it later, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's the whole principle of saying, do I want a thousand dollars in my pocket now or a thousand dollars later? So if I save a thousand dollars of taxes today, what am I doing with that extra $1,000 of taxes? And if I know my profit margins are, let's say 30%, Mm-hmm. I know I'm getting a 30% return on that tax dollar, those tax dollars that I saved. And sooner or later, year after year, it's actually going to catch up and that deferring of taxes is going to help pay for itself. But it has to happen year after year after year, if that makes sense. Right. Because, I mean, the IRS is basically the house in Vegas, right? I mean, we're not going to win. <laughs> we can't. I mean, and if we if we really try to win, then we're going to end up in that back room where Bugsy went down, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the whole El Capone got busted for taxes, nothing else. Um, but uh, you know, all things considered, um, yes, you yes, the IRS is the house. Good, that's a good way to put it. Um, but they have rules in play that if you follow some good strategies, you can uh, you can at least pay them as little as possible. Um, so what about, I mean, another thing that I remember us doing was, and we didn't do this on purpose for taxes, but it was just that idea of end of the year bonuses, mm-hmm. like to help kind of, I guess, dilute the responsibility across the team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that, were you, are we saying bonuses in terms of like amongst the ownership team or just really across the whole staff? Really across the whole staff. I mean, like we would we would find based on what we thought we were going to have to pay, we would try to like boost up everybody's morale with that, or a great end of year party, or you know things like that. We once went, we once did go to Vegas, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I found out later it was a problem. But I gave everybody a thousand dollars in cash <laughs> and said they had to spend it in Vegas. They couldn't take it back with them. And then I later found out that there was no way to really account for that money and blah 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 and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to steer the conversation away from that, Carl, to, to save you any trouble. <laughs> so, uh, but no, that's a that's a you know that's a that's a good way of doing, it. and that's really more of a management decision uh, in terms of say, you know what, if I do want to lower my tax bill and I want to give a little bit more to the team for their hard work, yeah, let's do it before the year and give them a bonus. Um, yeah. And is that going to inspire them to continue to do great work for me? Then yeah, let's do it. Um, but you talk about the holiday party, you know, um, that I'm getting a lot of questions about that, actually, because the new law changed meals and entertainment deductions. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So that was um, that was a little scary. They're like, OK, can I still take out my uh, my favorite customer out to eat? Um, is that gone? No, that's not gone. That's uh, actually uh, pretty similar to last year. You know, just make sure you keep the receipt, you know write on the receipt that you talked about business and who was there and move on. Um, 
and actually holiday parties are still um, still 100% deductible. So um, don't don't shy away from uh, having a good time this year um, because you can still get the full deduction. Uh, so that's uh, been really nice. Where people are getting stung though is that you know m- maybe you bring in dinner for the staff once a week, you know, um, or these lunches for the staff once a week. Um, that used to be 100% deductible if you were doing it for the convenience of yourself. You know what? Hey, I got the team in house. We're having a good time. We're eating. And you know what? They don't have to take this huge long lunch break and break up the product productivity that they're having. That's now 50% deductible. So a little bit of a loss there. And that might be a pretty large part of uh, some agencies' budgets um, if, if that's a part of their culture. Yeah, for sure. Especially bigger product companies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you've got, now, granted, they don't ever seem to pay taxes anyway. I don't think that's necessarily changed. But <laughs> but when you talk about these companies that, yeah, they always bring in lunch, they always do that sort of stuff. Now, what if they do a lunch and learn? Because if, if they're bringing it in, it's an education as well as a, a food expense. Yeah, yeah that, it's still deductible, but it's not as much as they used to, to, to get. So um, again, Instead of getting the full deduction, now you're just getting 50%, very similar to uh, taking out the favorite customer to a steakhouse. Um, so when you're saying people are getting stung, are they like they anticipated that 100% and now they're finding out it's 50? Yep, that's right. So, you know, um, you know, if you have tens of thousands of dollars of these expenses, you know, that adds up to a few more thousand dollars of tax uh, that right. you're paying this year versus last year. Uh so it's just little things like that add up um, where you're like, wait a second, I paid this last year. Now I'm paying this this year. What happened? And we can usually explain it away. Um, <laughs> uh, entertainment. Um, that's uh, that's different too. So, uh, you know, you're going to buy season tickets for the Jaguars uh, in 19. Uh, used to be able to deduct that, but not anymore. So that's a big bummer. So a lot of college programs and uh, uh you know, pro- professional sports teams are seeing increases in season tickets and uh, because you can't write that off anymore. Um, so, yuck. But you weren't going to go watch the Jaguars anyways. They're pretty terrible this year. Ah, okay, Lions fan. <laughs> I know. I, I, I see what you're saying there. I see what you're doing now. If ever greatness was snatched from the jaws of defeat, it was not us. Kind of went the other way there. No, that's the thing. It's like, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of buddies with Shad with our owner and I'll just tell him like, Hey, it's not that people are, are canceling their season tickets out of frustration. We just don't get the tax break anymore. That's a, it's a, so great, I'm sure you understand. a good business decision. <laughs> it's a business decision. Oh man. It hurts so much. Let's move along. Uh, so what are the things between now and the end of the year? Like how do you recommend people get ready, uh, I mean, not just not just paperwork and stuff like that, but what other types of strategies should they be thinking about? Yeah, we talked a lot about some pretty common things so far, but uh, the the one that I'm working with our agencies uh, a lot right now is this new deduction for pass through entities. Uh, and just saying that term kind of bores me, but like, what's it mean? So, um, <laughs> I mean, you've probably heard of the term uh, partnership and S corp and, and all that, and I'm guessing probably ninety percent of the listeners here are uh, structured. Uh, in that capacity. Um, Right. And so they're curious if they're going to get this new deduction that Facebook, Amazon, GM got. 
So, right. uh, you know, the big story was the big corporations got this huge tax cut uh, from 36%, 37% down to 21%. But what about, the, what about the little guys like us? Um, yeah. So that's why Congress put in this new deduction. Um, but they put some hurdles on it, uh, which was really a bummer. Because um, when it first was written, we're like, okay, accountants can't get it. Lawyers can't get it. Um, professional athletes, performers, consultants, things like that. And then they put this blanket, other specified service trades or businesses are excluded from taking this deduction. And we're like, oh, when we're reading this, we're like, what the heck is all this about? I, because I would say, you know, like, how would you define yourself? It's so vague. It, it's so vague. Uh, and I would say, you know, yes, I'm a service business, right? I help my clients, you know, I'm providing a service of designing a website or, uh, if I'm an SEO shop, yes, I'm providing a service. So we were really concerned for the summer saying, if we don't get much more guidance, what are we supposed to do here? So, uh, luckily the IRS came out with, uh, about 184 pages of uh, oh, tax God. law goodness. Uh, you poor bastard. I, I know I, you I, but oh my god I, it's tax twitter is so cool you, you really got to hang out on tax twitter too uh, i'm but, gonna you know i'm starting today okay please so 184 pages and, and what did what did that explain yeah so what it said so this whole blanket of who a service business is uh the irs took a very narrow view of it which is good for everybody they said that a service business is really, or a specified trader business, is someone like a celebrity chef. Um, like for the example they used was, if I have a restaurant, say I'm Wolfgang Puck, um, I can get right. this deduction for my running my restaurant. But if I license my face to put it on some frozen meatballs uh, at the grocery store, that right, licensing right. revenue uh, is really what that specified service businesses. So we were really stoked to say, you know, a lot of our agencies, SEO shops, uh, design shops um, can take this new deduction. So as I'm talking with uh, potential clients and our current clients saying, hey, am I going to qualify for this 20% break? I have to say, let's default to yes. And if we think that we have some consulting language in our contracts or whatnot, Let's think about revisiting how we brand our services so we are hmm. uh, not excluded from this deduction. And be, because consultants are pegged as someone who can't take it. And that's another one I say, well, I'm a consultant. You know, I, I help someone solve a problem. Um, so we just so we've been advising our, our customers and our clients to say, take a look at your statements of work. Take a look yeah. at your contracts to really watch the word consulting and really focus on in your contracts, what's the deliverable I'm giving? Because when you focus right. on that deliverable, such as uh, you know a new website or a new logo or whatnot, um, then I'm getting away from just the bland saying, I'm just consulting and helping you solve a problem. Um, so uh, we're supposed to get more guidance from the IRS in the next few months. It's probably not going to come before I have to file tax returns next year. Um, right. But we're going to try to be more on the liberal end of saying, yeah, I think most people can qualify here. 
So you're saying you're a liberal. Okay. Yeah, I got it. There, there we go. <laughs> I like it. I like what you're doing. Well, so this is really interesting because I know from conversations with Gabe, uh, who, who runs, uh, I think they've come out and said matchstick legal now. If not, I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> but Gabe and Josh, yeah. we've we've talked about this uh, because they always want the contracts to talk about time as the deliverable. If if you are any level of fixed bid, time and materials, even value-based, but make it about the team mm-hmm. because that lowers your liability quite a bit because did you deliver the time? Yes. Okay. So now if you make it about the product, did you deliver the website? Yes. It's interesting to to look at what that balance would be between liability for that deliverable versus tax break. Uh, yeah, very good point. And this is where attorneys and accountants really dislike each other because doing <laughs> stuff like that. Um you know, Gabe said he was going to kick your ass. He I, said, I, I see that Danit guy. I'm going to punch him square in his nose. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably deserve it from Gabe with some of the things they bring up. But um, I Aww. think it's very good on just – it's a very good discussion point with your advisor on saying, um, yeah. can I get some – maybe I can say it's going to take X amount of hours to based upon delivery of this product. Um, you know, I'm just coming up with some potential solutions on verbiage there. Um but yep, this is a. Uh, but this is all new territory. Uh, this was the right. biggest tax change in thirty plus years. So we're all experts on trying to navigate, uh, you know, this behemoth. <laughs> yeah, well, and twenty percent—that's a lot. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice tax cut. Um, you know, I don't. At uh, what? Ex- yeah, we're. <laughs> What's well, going to happen? Oh, well, okay. So the bridges I, are going to fall apart. Your next, your next guest will talk about the political ramifications. Um, but as you can understand, I prefer social political ramifications, okay. sir. Okay, very good. <laughs> but you know, it's it's no surprise that you know when the Trump presidency came aboard, you know, uh, and the Republicans were in control of Congress. Uh, it's no oh, surprise yeah. that they want to lower taxes, and they want to lower taxes for corporations. Um, and businesses so they can hypothetically hire more yeah. people, invest more in equipment and the, and the like. And, and the tax law did exactly that. Um, right. What our clients want to do with that uh, tax break uh, is up to them. I, I've seen some pretty cool solutions. Though. Like uh, I had someone say, um, you know what, I'm going to donate my savings to charity, you know, and we yep. calculate that from year one to year two. Um, oh, interesting. And, um, and they'll still be able to, uh, you know, it, it fits their uh, methodology of, uh, of which way they lean yeah. politically or socially. So uh, it's cool. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was a large company, but they're getting a $10 million tax break as a result. Mm-hmm. And they said they're donating it to climate change research. Yeah. So, and now they're getting all this free publicity for saying that. So like it's also a great PR move, right? And I know I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell from listeners about why are you saying that? I'm mean, because it's true. I mean, these big organizations, yes, maybe they have a heart, but they also have a brain. They do. and they know that if if they can share how wonderful they are, which many of them are, that it's a great thing. No one's just gonna end up being somebody I know, the company, and I'm gonna be total <laughs> crap. But but seriously, it's um it is one of those things. And I think that's a great way to look at it, right? But but so so that's a fun thing to think about, though. Or not, maybe not fun, but well, you know, it's how like, you position I, your what you're selling 
in order to to get that tax break. Absolutely, yeah. I think yeah. That, that that's a must uh, must do task for uh, uh, members of the bureau to talk to their accountants and just ensure that uh, they're really analyzing if they're going to be able to take this deduction. And I think most most will be able to do. And I think that was the congressional intent um, on the yeah. way they wrote these things. So, how long does it take the IRS? to actually review? I mean, it seems like there's so much change that it's going to be tough for them to really focus. I'm not saying to fudge stuff, but it just seems like they're going to be really backed up. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good way to say it. No, I can't fudge things, but you know, and and other clients, they want to play the audit lottery, you know, the the audit rate is so low um, because they've cut the resources of the IRS. Uh, It's going to be a mess. Um, like we still don't know how we're supposed to report it on a tax return. They haven't released the draft, uh, forms yet for certain, uh, of the certain things of these new deductions. So, uh, expect longer times on waiting for refunds. Um, but in terms of like saying, oh, audits, eh, the audit rate's still going to stay the same and probably even decrease just before they're devoting their resources. I, I had an accountant once who, uh, he was showing me what I was going to get back. And I looked at him, I said, am I going to go to jail? And he was like, well, not for long. <laughs> I was like, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Re- no, rewind. Yeah. Not for long. What the hell? It is but you do it. have, you do have those lawyers who are like, how risk averse are, are the accounts? How risk averse are you? And I'm like, I don't like that question coming from my accountant. Yeah. I try not to ask that, but it is fun to see, to work with different clients and how they have a, different methodology on how they do their tax returns. Um, and no, not many people go to jail. Who is it? Wesley Snipes? The last <laughs> to jail for taxes. But uh, I mean, they're going. Well, after- he should have gone to jail for Blade 2 if you're asking me. But <laughs> there you go. Good God. Why would you do that? <laughs> so, so what else, Dave? We're coming up towards that. the end of – Oh, there you go. That's probably exactly what it was. I'm sure Willie Nelson was one of the producers of that thing. <laughs> Very um, so what else should people be thinking about? Um, what, what are the the other things? Obviously, this tax break and how you're wording your agreements and all that, that's huge. That That's great to know. Yeah. But any other things to be thinking about between now and the end of the year? Uh, yeah. You know, I think, you know, again, lame accountant coming in to be responsible. But I, I really think uh, our clients should be focusing on maxing out the retirement plans um, especially yeah. we're seeing a lot of our clients have good years this year. Um, so yeah. try to devote some money to the retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great tax savings tool and at least we'll get the ball rolling on something that you probably haven't, if you haven't started it, you know, it only takes one, uh, once one push to get it started and then it's kind of just routine. Um, and yeah, and I think I had a blog post on the bureau, but I, I want to mention it here. Um, we're visiting a lot of, uh, R and D credit activity for our, for our agencies. Um, and they might not think that they're doing any research and development. I'm not developing a new air conditioner or a widget or something like that, but a lot of modification of existing software to, Mm -hmm. to make it more useful for you internally, uh, can qualify. And also, if you're using some new innovative uh, programming languages or whatnot, or doing something that hasn't been done before from a technological perspective, which we view as software development, being in that mm-hmm. in that realm, uh, ask your accountant to see if some of those activities may qualify. 
And even if it's a little bit, like it's always fun. Like you talked about that big refund that you had a few years yeah. back. Um, let's say that refund went up by, you know, five or $10,000. And as a, that's a lot of money, but when it's on it, it doesn't look like a lot of money on a tax return. But if I went to your house right. and stole 2000 or 5,000 bucks from your wallet, you'd be like, what the heck? Um, so don't let those little changes that, or a little bit of legwork on a tax return, uh, deter you from looking at some of these other tax savings that can add up. Yeah. And don't let Dave anywhere near your house. Good Lord. <laughs> That's right. And why do I have $5,000 in my wallet? I got two teenage daughters. I don't have that kind of money in my wallet. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And we've heard from so many shops in the Bureau that they qualified for the R&D credit. And it, it's one of those things at events that eyes light up like, what? Yeah. And they real and and you can actually um can't you go back a few years? Yeah, we've gone back and amended three years of tax returns to That's uh, what I thought, yeah. To to get some of your past activities. Um and we obviously love if you're super organized and you're tracking all your time <laughs> to the penny and you have all your projects and your tasks marked as R and D. Uh, but if you don't, you know, we can still do some interviews of staff to see if some of those old projects yeah. qualified. So uh don't be scared. That's awesome. Well, Dave, thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, I'm excited. I, my understanding is you're going to be at Owner Summit. We're trying to we're trying to find a place to to get more of this tax information out to everybody. Yeah, back and better um, than ever. Back by popular demand. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no, serious. You you had uh, you were tied with Will and uh, with um, oh, it's killing me right now. But you were tied for for the top talk, and and I was just like, oh my god, what if he was delivering something that wasn't boring as hell? <laughs> I know, like that's high praise, what if, but I'll take it. What if what if he was actually delivering amazing information? No, I'm just kidding. But but it's a gift for you to be able to get on stage, and not only are people listening because there's money involved, but you just yeah, you just you make it fun. How do you make taxes fun? I don't know, but well, you do it. When you so, thanks for being on the show, man. That's all you can do is to make it fun. So um, no, it was, a, it was a great pleasure being here, Carl. Um, great chatting with you, and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, well, you will. You'll see me in February, if not before. Okay. And I will talk to you then. And for everybody listening, thank you so much. And I hope you get a big return. <laughs>